Hello, my faithful and fellow listeners. Welcome to another episode podcast about nothing. Be back. Um, I think this is season three, episode ten. I think. Is it? I think it's episode ten or season three. I don't know, but welcome to another episode of podcast about nothing, nothing less. Um, damn man, what's going on with me? I usually like to use my intro as always just to fill y'all in on things. I'm not. No, actually, you know what? I am going to talk about it. I'm talking about it because we had. um, So I told y'all how I got a little lead team, right? All right. So at first I wasn't going to talk about it because I'm like, you know what? It's water under the bridge, you know what I'm saying, all that stuff. But nah, man, I got I got to talk about that. I'm gonna talk about that. I'm also gonna talk about um. Let's see, I got on Twitter a couple of days ago. Uh, has it really been? I don't really care about the Terry Crews thing. Not really. I might talk about Diddy and Mace. I might talk about that. Um. Yeah, yo, outside of that, there ain't much going on, bro. Or maybe I just don't dive deep enough into the Twitterverse. That could be it. That could be it. And I'm trying to think if I saw some posts on Twitter that made me go like, yo, I got to talk about that. But I can't I can't think of anything. I, I, I really haven't been deep into Twitter this past week. So I really don't know what's going on. I listened to the Joe Budden podcast this morning, but I don't know. I don't know. I really can't think of anything that's going on, really, to be perfectly honest with y'all. But uh, shout out to Osita Brand. Make sure y'all go follow them on Instagram, O-S-I-T-A, Brand, all one word. Shout out to Late Shows and Hot Sauce. I forgot to get what occasion's new. Um, hold on. I'm going to look for it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to look for it. Um... What occasions new uh I told you how what occasion has a new Instagram name. So I'm I'm trying to hold on. That's it. Accustomed to travel. Make sure y'all go follow them. They 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 changed it to a custom so it's no longer what occasion. It's accustomed to travel. Make sure y'all go follow them. All one word accustomed to travel. A C C U S T O M E D T O T R A V E L accustomed to travel. All one word for all your traveling needs. Um and shout out to Lechosa's Hot Sauce as well. Make sure y'all go shop at ww.lechosashotsauce.com. Also, you can follow them on Instagram at Lechosa's Hot Sauce. Make sure y'all all one word. Um Yeah, I don't know but there hasn't been much, has there? Again, like I said, I haven't really been deep diving into Twitter this past week. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I really don't have much. Of, I think I, uh, I don't know. I can't think. I'll have to look at my feed first, like my timeline on Twitter first. But I really can't think of anything to talk about besides my sports. Besides my little league basketball team, outside of that, oh yeah, and the Diddy stuff. Uh, I, I think that I think that's good. That's good enough. That's good enough. We can rock with that. I think we can rock with that. 
But yeah, as far as me personally, I don't know. I really can't. I really don't think that there's much that's really going on. So I don't know. I, don't know. I ain't really got much. I don't know. All right. So the game on Saturday, we lost. The referees cheated. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care about that anymore. So look, check it out. Um, I'm li- I was listening to the uh, Joe Bunn podcast right now. I started thinking, like, fam, there's a couple things that I can talk about now that I think about it, right? So, let's, let's get into the Diddy. No, 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 you know what? Bump that. Gail King. I forgot that this happened, to be honest. I completely forgot. Until I went back and listened to the Joe Budden podcast a little bit more. Well, I finished the episode out. Gail King. I forgot that this happened. Completely out of line for that, G. She was way out of line for that. How are you going to straight up bring up... And not only Gail King, either. It's not only Gail King. There's been a few other uh, media outlets. I've been seeing it on Twitter, too. Bringing up what happened in 03 with Kobe and and the situation in Denver, right? How he was accused of raping and all that stuff. I don't quite remember how that case went because I was only 12 at the time. But I think that he was he was found innocent. I don't even think he was acquitted. He was found innocent. I think that's just what happened, right? He wasn't even acquitted. Ben Roethlisberger was acquitted. Kobe was found innocent. But they're making this whole, oh, what happened with it? Like, Gail King is nasty for that. She was nasty for that, for bringing that up. He's dead. He is dead. Who gave you these questions to ask? I don't know who the producer is of, like, when she conducts these interviews. Because it wasn't, like, just some separate Gail King, um, Harpo production, like, because she's a, um, news anchor for, uh, this, for CBS in the morning, right, or something like that, I don't know who the, who the producer is, maybe it is Gail King who's the producer, I don't know who's the producer, but whoever is the producer, they're nasty too, they're nasty too, um, to ask Lisa Leslie, someone who uh, was a great friend, Kobe, I think, when did the WNBA start? I think the WNBA started in 95? I think, I don't, I don't remember when the WNBA started. But you know what I'm saying? You got the LA connection with Kobe, Lisa Leslie, roughly about the same age. I think Lisa Leslie may be a bit older. But they're they're roughly about the same age. Got the L.A. connection and everything like that. And they got the L.A. connection. And I think that, um, I don't remember what year that was when WNBA started. But it was in the late 90s. So, anyway, um, you know what I'm saying, Lisa Leslie, you know what I'm saying, I think the Sparks play at Staples Center, too. So, like, you know what I'm saying, like, they got the L.A. connection there. And, um... Also, not for nothing, Lisa Leslie is the greatest WNBA player to ever play. Maya Moore is second to me. Candace Parker is third. 
Sue Bird's fourth, um, I forgot, Any, anyway, this has nothing to do with anything, anyway, um, so, you know what I'm saying, they got the LA Connection thing, you know what I'm saying, they got all that, so for Gail King to bring that up, like, I didn't watch it, I just heard it, you know what I'm saying, I didn't, I didn't see, but it sounded like Lisa Leslie wanted to kick Gail King in the face for, for A, for bringing that up, B, he was found innocent, and so Lisa Leslie said something that, you know what I'm saying, that I feel like needs to be expressed even, like, more thoroughly, um, how a black man, he, he was, he's found innocent, and he's still presumed guilty, like, he's still being treated, like, he is dead, that happened 17 years ago, 17 years ago, so Gail King had no respect for Kobe, and almost two decades of it passing, um, no respect for the dead, no respect for Kobe's family, no respect for the girl who went through, now granted, Kobe was found, um, uh, found innocent, no respect for the other one, the, for the woman that was involved, nothing, like, it was completely classless, it was tasteless, it was disgusting, it was nasty, it was disturbing, it's been two weeks, it's been 15 days since Kobe has died, right, 15 days, so for her to get into the whole bag, like, and then she's gonna tell Lisa Lazy, like, well, you know, he, I mean, y'all were friends, so you, you're not gonna see him be aggressive with women and all this other stuff, like, fat, I'm, I have to bury my friend, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm burying a friend here, Like, it's just, it's nasty. It's nasty. And Oprah throws her cape on, runs to Gail King's aid, which I guess you would do as a friend. So I don't understand why Gail King would expect something different from Lisa Leslie if Kobe is her friend. In fact, I'm going to rock with my homie for one. And two, he was found innocent. What is you talking about? What's the issue here? He was found innocent. Y'all sitting up here rocking and rolling on this. For what? Like, he was very innocent. Move around. Duke. Like, Gail King nasty for that. She nasty. And, like, I know we were, like, championing her for how she conducted the, how she, how she conducted herself, and how she held that interview, um, against, not against, but she was holding an interview with R. Kelly, the way she was holding that together, so, like, no, see, we thought, yo, Gail King held it together like a G and all that stuff, and it's like, I don't know, to see her treat, do Kobe like that, and she didn't even do R. Kelly away, and plus, R. Kelly is 1,000 million times more guilty than Kobe was, you know what I'm saying, so, 
That's cool. I get it. He's a black man, whatever, whatever, whatever. We don't care about your image. You were touching on little girls. You know what I'm saying? You drill them. You, you hardball them. You do all that stuff. Kobe was found innocent. Kobe is dead. And like Lisa Leslie has said, like, it doesn't make any sense that after 17 years, now y'all want to bring this back up. After he's dead and he can't, he can't answer questions. He can't defend himself. His wife is three daughters have to now bury him. And then he has a daughter who's 17, 18 years old, who's hearing all of this. All right, come on, man. And for it to come from Gail King, I think that put Lisa Leslie in a peculiar situation where she probably didn't even know how to handle herself. Because it's like, why are you doing it? Like, I feel like Lisa Leslie wanted to ask her that, like, why are you doing this? You? I think this was coming from a white reporter. Lisa Leslie's probably would have lost her marbles, bro. Like, she would have lost it. She would, I, I think Lisa Leslie would have went off. For real. Not, like, cussing them out or nothing like that, but I think she would have went off like, fam, we're not doing this. Kobe's dead. Like, but I think it was such a shock coming from Gail King where Lisa Leslie kind of, she answered it, but then you heard the disappointment in her voice. Like, y'all, you, y'all had all this time to talk about it before he died. Now, why, why wait till now? He's been retired for four years. It was just nasty. Just nasty behavior, like. This was almost 20 years ago. The man's dead. Him and his daughter. It, it, it's just simply out of respect for him and his family to to bring that up. And I don't know when the interview took place, but it had to have taken place, you know, days before the um. Not days before, but it well, yeah, days before it aired. So Kobe probably wasn't even dead for two weeks by the time that you know what I'm saying. By the time they did the interview, so this is just nasty behavior. It's just nasty. And if if Gail King is the producer, or if Oprah was, I don't think Oprah was the producer, but if Gail King was the producer, she that part of the interview she didn't have to give to CBS, and and CBS to. Use that clip as a way to reel you in to watch the interview, to 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 use that clip as the trailer on their YouTube channel. So so for one, they're monetizing off of this. For one thing, they're monetizing off the fact that you're trying to hang that over his legacy and everything that he's done, even outside of basketball. Like you want to grab, you know, like. Why, why are you bringing up the good, the bad, the ugly? Like, he died. He was found innocent. Now, maybe he was acquitted. I don't know. But if someone is found guilty of an atrocious act, like murder, rape, child molestation, something like that, all right, cool. Bring it up. Even if they're dead, bring it up. That's fine. Because they killed their own perception and their own character that we've seen on TV and how we see them, they killed that. But if someone's found innocent, not even they're like acquitted, not even that. If they're found innocent, fam, leave it alone. Cause Lisa Leslie even said like, no black man can be found innocent or something, but it's the fact that you were still accused of something. People still bring it up. Like there, there's no, there's no shaking it. 
There's no getting rid of it. The, the stigma is still on you, even if you're found innocent. And that's messed up. You know what I mean? Like, like, thought he died on a helicopter, probably with his daughter in his arms. 13-year-old daughter who had dreams of joining the WNBA and playing basketball like her dad. He was coaching. And, and then on top of that, other families were on that. So to even bring up that he did this is a disservice to Kobe and his family, his daughter, and to the other victims that were on that helicopter. The pilot, the other fan, Like, there's kids out there who don't have a parent come home because of that. And you have the nerve to bring that up. And and even before the Gail King interview, I was seeing people bring up, well, Kobe, like, come on. He was like, why? What good is that doing? Now, I said this before on one of my episodes. Like, if people are going to mourn Kobe, let them. No matter how long it takes, if they want to put up um, memorials, videos on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that, let them. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Let people mourn how they want to mourn for how long. Because you may be over something because maybe that celebrity or whatever didn't leave such a huge impact on your life. Like, I, I hated Kobe growing up. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I talked about this before. I, I hated Kobe growing up because I was like, oh, man, he just want to be, he just want to be Jordan you know what I'm saying? All this other stuff. Shaq won those championships, not Kobe. LeBron's better. Allen Iverson is better. I used to say T-Mac was better. Like, But T-Mac suffered injuries and all this other stuff. Like, It was when he retired. That's when I was like, all right, cool. You know, I was just hating back then. Kobe the man. But when he died, like, yeah, that, that messed me up for, for, I far say that, a whole week. For a whole week. The first three days, I was like, there's no way that that actually happened. By day eight, I was kind of like, all right, man, like, you know what I'm saying? Kobe not here. When I saw um, uh, Vanessa post, you know, since the day of the memorial service, February 24th, 2020, uh, it just lined up that way, you know? Uh, Gianna's jersey number was number two. February is the second month. Kobe wore number 24. The funeral is on the 24th. And the year is 2020. Kobe played 20 years with the Lakers. It just lines up like that. 2-24-20. It just lined up that way. Um, I got sad all over again. like Because to me, once you have the funeral... And I, you know what I'm saying? My father passed away when I was 15. And it still hurts still. You know what I'm saying? But it's something about having that funeral is like the final part in the pun, because there's no pun intended. Um, it's the final nail in the coffin. You know, that's that's almost like the final goodbye. That's almost like that's the last like time that that person is above ground. You know what I mean? Like. That you like that's the final goodbye. That's how it feels. Is when you have that funeral. Like I feel like after the funeral is when is when you have to begin taking steps forward in healing, in rebuilding, and in processing everything that happened. Not even in processing, but in healing and in rebuilding. 
um, is is that is that day, is that day after that? Like, you gotta start taking steps forward because at that point, then is when you have to begin to as as cold as it sounds, you have to begin uh, moving on with your life. You have to start taking steps forward. You know, you can't just sit in it for too much longer. Because it'll probably take about, you know what I'm saying, four or five days to plan a funeral, you know what I'm saying? So, don't have the whole time you're so... And, you, and I'm not saying don't cry or be sad. You can be. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's okay. But you also have to take the steps forward, you know what I'm saying, and and, and move on and continue your, continue your life and be more thankful for every morning, for every morning that you wake up, you know? Um... But yeah, no, nah, man. I, I, um, still, man. Prayers and condolences to the Brian family and to all the other families that lost loved ones in that helicopter crash. Gail King, you, you, you trash for that, for real. Like taking down the interview at this point, I don't know. Maybe it won't matter as much anymore. But um, you were out of line for the line of questioning, and Snoop. I listened to the uh, Joe Budden podcast and one of the co-hosts on their name is Maul. And he was saying how disappointing and snoop he was because, um, you know, a black man calling a black woman out her name when she was like kind of kind of doing her job. And I'm paraphrasing here. Gail King was kind of doing her job. Snoop called her out of line. And Maul was saying that he's disappointed in Gail King. He's also disappointed in Snoop because... Snoop reacted irrational, but Maul didn't have the relationship with Kobe the way Snoop probably had with Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Snoop talked about how when he came into the rap scene, Kobe was kind of, you know what I'm saying, coming coming into the league. Kobe's in L.A., Snoop was from L.A., South Central and all that, Long Beach. Um... Uh, Snoop is a diehard Laker fan, and all this other, you know what I'm saying. So, and, and, so they probably linked up a few times, you know. And, and Snoop is much older than Kobe, by like, by like what seven, eight years. So like he's older than Kobe, you know what I'm saying. So Snoop might be fifty by now, but you know what I'm saying. But there was still, but at that time in '96, Kobe was 17, 18 years old. Uh, Snoop was probably like 26, probably, so like, still relatively young, you know what I mean, so they was probably hanging out, yo, you the rapper, you know, I'm the rapper, you the basketball player, like, there's always a dynamic there between rappers and basketball players, mainly because they're both black, and they're both perceived to be away or whatever, but, um, yeah, so like, Snoop had probably a deeper love for Kobe on a personal level, whereas with Maul, Maul didn't even say he never met Kobe before. Like, he never met him. Like, shook hands, yo, I'm Maul, blah, blah, blah. Like, he just went to games and saw him play. That was really it. So he was he was just a fan. Whereas Snoop probably had a connection with Kobe. So for Gail King to do that, I, I don't blame Snoop for reacting that way. Like, if one of my cousins who passed away or my dad that passed away or I had a couple friends that passed away. If their past was brought up, like, oh, what about this? Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm wigging out on you. Like, fam, that person's dead. 
Kobe not even buried yet. Don't be, and then plus he was found innocent. Like, what what difference does it make at this point? What does it matter? Um. Yeah, so the the connection there, and I want to blame Lisa Leslie if she would out on Gail King. Lisa Leslie kept her stuff together, I, so I, I wouldn't have blamed her if she did. Gail King was completely out of line for that man. She is nasty for that, and I saw that she made some type of video, I guess, moonwalking back on and maybe apologizing. I don't care. I don't even care to watch it. I didn't watch the video clip. I saw people talking about it on Twitter, and I'm like, man, I'm not giving that my view. You know what I'm saying? I'm not giving that my view. Uh, stop watching it. Like, stop watching it. Even if you're commenting under it, because sometimes with, with media, they don't care about how you feel about what they put out. they just looking at the traffic that it's getting. Like, with the news, it's their job to be um, thought-provoking. That, that, that's the point of media, is to be thought-provoking. Whether you're on this side or on that side, all they care about is the um, analytics and the numbers of everything. That's all they care about. Even in podcasting, it's the same thing with podcasting. I don't care about what I say or how y'all feel about it. I'm just going to give my thought on it. And if you comment, if you dislike, but it's the fact that people listen, people are watching. You know what I'm saying? And you're giving your opinion on it. Not everybody's going to like what you say. Not everybody's going to dislike what you say. It's about the analytics, and it's about the numbers, and it's about the traffic that you get. It's, just, it's, it's That's what it is. It's the same thing with anything that you post on social media. Some people may find it offensive. It doesn't matter, because look at all of the other likes that I got. Look at the comments I'm getting. Look at the analytics. That's, that's what people care about at this point. It's the numbers. If you're trying to be a profitable media outlet the only thing that matter is the traffic it doesn't matter if people like it it's about the analytics the numbers it's not even the number of likes it's about the numbers it's about how many people watched it not how many people liked it or disliked it it's about how many people viewed it how many people listened to it it's about traffic it's about traffic that's all that matters so CBS is like, oh, cool. I mean, you got all these other social media platforms posting it and sharing it on their platform, which is causing people to go watch the whole interview, which is causing them to talk about it on their podcast or their YouTube channel or on their Twitter account, their Facebook, their Instagram, which is causing someone else to go watch a video so that they can give their take on it. They don't care about how you feel. It's just about the fact that you watched it. Sometimes you have to look at the title of things and just move on. Because I don't know what the title was of what CBS put up. You know what I'm saying? To let people know. Like, Yo, Gail King, da 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 Stop posting things. Stop sharing it. Because things like TMZ and Shade Room will go away. Now, I don't know how true it is that TMZ reported that Kobe and Gianna died in the helicopter because people are saying that they reported that before before um Vanessa even knew and Vanessa found out through TMZ type thing. I don't know how true that is. I don't know how true that is. Matter of fact, I don't think that that's true. 
I really don't. Because when the helicopter went down, no one knew who was on that helicopter. Fire department comes, which means that the police came. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I I don't think I don't think TMZ was the first one to report it that Kobe died, and that's how Vanessa knew. I really don't think so. I don't think so. For real, I don't think so. I think the police knew, and they made the way to the Bryan household. That's just me. I, I don't think that that's how she found out. But I could be wrong, and I hope that I'm not wrong, because I would hate for her to find out through TMZ. I would hate that. But I, I, I hope that I'm right, that I don't think that that's how that happened. Um, I mean, the, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, to be perfectly honest. It all still hurts the same, to be perfectly honest. It, it, I, to me, it still all hurts the same. Um, but yeah, Gail King, you nasty. Uh, CBS is to be expected from them. They're a news outlet. They don't care about how accurate things are reported. And not just CBS, but any news outlet. You don't care about how news is reported. You don't care about it. You just care about getting the, um, not the confrontational, but I, I can't even think of the word I'm looking for right now. But um, you, you want that groundbreaking, you know what I'm saying? Like, you want to be the one that's being talked about, whether it's good or bad. Now, I know that people, like, there's a saying, like, um, all press is good press. I don't think that that's the case unless you're in the press. Then it doesn't matter. TMZ don't care. TMZ doesn't care. Because at the end of the day, people are going to still go to TMZ for things. People are still going to go to Shade Room for things. Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, Fox News, what like whatever. It doesn't matter. You're still going to go to these news outlets because you need the scoop. You need the tea. You need the dirt sheets on everything. So, to me, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. I didn't want to talk about the Gail King thing this long, but it's it's whatever at this point. Um, but yeah, Gail King, you are nasty, 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 nasty for that. You are nasty for that. Like, come on. Like, at least do your due diligence to protect his name and his legacy being a black woman for real like when are we going to start looking out for each other like no cap man for real now i can't let this episode finish without telling you all about the greatest tastiest hottest hot sauce in the hot sauce game they chose us hot sauce you can take my word for it they sent me two free bottles so i can have a little taste it's the hottest out there. It's the hottest out there. And if you're really into spicy foods, pick up some Lechosa's hot sauce. That's L-E-C-H-O-S-A-S hot sauce. You can find their website on www.lechosashotsauce.com. Follow them on Instagram at Lechosa's hot sauce. Again, it's www dot
Pickable.com, Pickable Bottle, and let them know that Podcast About Nothing sent you. So I know I talked about that Gail King interview, and I feel like I talked about that a little too long. Because I had wanted to kind of split it down the middle, but it, you know what I'm saying? It's whatever, time restrictions. Um, so this segment is not going to be too too long. Um, like I'm not I'm not going to do too much of a deep dive in this. To be perfectly honest, I didn't even do a uh, deep dive and go really in-depth about the Gail King interview the way I wanted to, but it's fine. But um, with, with this segment, I don't know. I, it's not going to be too long. Um, at the end of the day, did he give Mason's publishing? Give that man his publishing, man. I think I think the contract size, because I think the contract size for Mace was 200000 I think. But Diddy made back $20 million off of Mace or something like that. Maybe I got the numbers wrong. But with Diddy paid Mace and invested in Mace, he made back like tenfold or something like that. Give that man his – I kind of feel like this with contracts, right? Because I want to start up a, a media team, and I'm going to have people sign contracts while I do. Like I handle the promotion. I handle the produce the uh, production, and I handle the promotion of my clients and everything like that. Just, just being like an agent of some sort and also being a media outlet for them. You know what I'm saying? If they do comedy, if they rap, if they sing. Uh, if they really want to get to the acting bag, or even if they do uh, podcasting themselves, I sign them, I do the promotion stuff for them, and I handle the production of things. And even if they want to do interviews with people, I, I'm the one that's reaching out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a it's an agency and it's management at the same time. I sign you to a contract, and I invest my money into your product to help you get out there, almost like seed money. I want back what I invest and maybe like a a 5% off of what you make for a certain amount of time. After that, you're publishing. Like, I'm not going to be taking your publishing, though. To the point where I think it's like if Mace's, when Mace turns like 50, then he'll get it. Like, why, why has it been so long? Harlem World came out in, like, 98. Look how long it's been. It's been 22 years. Mesa have his publishing. I think Diddy said, like, he's supposed to get it by when he's fit. And I understand, like, well, when you sign a contract, you got to look at, you got to read the fine prints and all this other stuff. Fam, Mesa don't have a law degree. Like, you're looking at back in back in the mid-90s when Mace was signed to Babel. And, and plus, Mace carried the torch for Bad Boy after Biggie died. He carried the torch. He started writing Diddy verses after Biggie died. Like, and I think Harlem World, his debut album went like three times platinum or something. 
Dog, give that man his publishing, man. Give him his publishing. That's ridiculous. This is the same thing with Birdman. That happened with Cash Money, Young Money. And Lil Wayne was going to court on him. Because Wayne, like, it was straight up with, with Birdman. He straight up just wasn't paying people. Like, he was withholding their money. And I, I think Loon had this same sentiment when it, it came to Diddy. Like, dog, give me my publishing. Like, Diddy, you're a billionaire. Give that man his publishing. Like, at this point, look how long it's been. Like, Mace isn't actively making money. Not, not making money. Mace isn't actively making music. Like, you got your hands on revolt. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're supposed to be my homie. Like, you you supposed to be my boy and all that stuff. Like, And I don't know. Maybe at some point they had a falling out. I don't know. I have no idea. But give, dog, give him his publishing, dog. Like, for real. That's ridiculous. And I know you got to conduct business as a businessman. But at this point, man, like, given your status and your stature of where you are, dog, just let him have his publishing, man. Your bank account isn't going to crumble. You know what I mean? Like, come on. It's not like Macy's going to, like, it's not like Harlem World is going to turn that 20 mil into 20 bill. Like, dog, give him his publishing. Let him make money fully off of what he created. Yes, you you produced it. It's been over 20 years. Let him get his. Just let him have it. You got to watch these contracts that you sign. And don't be afraid to ask questions because I feel like people get afraid to ask questions because they don't want the deal or the offer to be withdrawn. And I understand that. But... You got to watch what you sign. Even with me and my production team and my management team and the agency, it's like, ask me questions about what you're signing. I'm going to be 1,000% honest with you. And if you feel like, no, nah, man, that's jacked up. I don't want to sign it. Okay, don't sign it. And I'm, I'm going to renege the contract, go back, make some edit points, fix it up. That way I'm not losing clients. Because if people aren't signing, I'm not making money. So that means like, okay, I'm poking too too many holes in their pocket. Now I'm not making anything because no one's signing. They are coming to you. They're coming to invest in you. They're coming to make money off of you. You have leverage when people come to sign you. Yeah, they're trying to throw, you know, saying six figures at at you, or or five, even if it's um. Six figures, five figures, like, they're still trying to make money off of you, though. This is just a down payment, and I'm looking to make back and possibly double what I invest. You got to look at that. Like, look, you're trying to invest in me. I believe in myself. No, I'm not what you offering me right here on the table. No, I'm not going to make that in five years. I bet you in 10 years, I'll probably be sitting in the same seat you are. And you're trying to offer me this right now. But I get it, man. Like, when you're in a, in a situation where you're struggling, you're unemployed or whatever, and somebody come to you with something, with 
trying to buy your craft for $500,000, a million dollars, and you need that right now, I get it. But be mindful what you sign, man. Be careful what you uh, cuff yourself into. Because there may be a deeper, darker criminal link that that you're not seeing, that you overlooked. Just be mindful and be careful. Because they're looking to make a dollar off of you. You're looking to fulfill your dream. The spectrums are different. Just be careful. Be mindful. Don't be afraid to get a lawyer. Don't be afraid to tell my family, I got to look this over. Within detail. Like in detail, in depth. I need to look this over. I don't want to sign over my likeness. Because sometimes they'll throw that in there. Joe Budden talked about, uh, I don't know if y'all remember the uh, Def Jam Vendetta video game. So all the artists that were signed on Def Jam, the record label, they made a fighting game called Def Jam Vendetta. And they used the artists as fighters. And you can play them on a video game. They'll fight each other like Exhibit, Joe Budden. I forgot who else was signed to Def Jam. This, this game came out in like 2002 or something like that, 2003. Uh, and I forgot who else was on that on that game, but um, I rented it once from uh, GameStop. Anyway, um, yeah, and Joe Budden didn't make a, a penny off of that game because in their contracts, the Def Jam record label contract, this ain't no like Def Jam Entertainment. It's like Def Jam record label contract. Within those contracts, nobody got paid off of that game because they signed over their likeness. So those able to to use their likeness in that game, Def Jam made money from it. And what other gaming developer made the game, they got paid from it. Def Jam got paid from it. But Joe Bunn and Exhibit didn't because everybody on that game signed over their likeness when they signed to Def Jam. Those are things you got to be mindful of. Be careful what you sign. Be careful who you sign to. Do your research. Do your homework. Has anyone ever had lawsuits against them because of because of faults inside of contract clauses? Look over those things. Do some research. Don't just be quick to hop up and sign a contract because you're looking for them to sign a check. Be careful. But uh, this has been another episode of Podcast or Nothing. I wanted to go more in depth with this, but you know, time is strange. This has been another episode of Podcast by Nothing. I've been your host, The Apex. Until uh, the next time, we're thriving, we're striving, we're striding. Never be complacent, always be consistent. Until the next time, everybody. Um, is that it? I think that's it. I, yeah, I, I think we're through. I'm going to drop this episode. I've recorded this episode kind of late, but until the next time, everybody. <laughs>